Hey, hey, what is up? Welcome to this Healing Messages of the Week. I think this is episode number five. Y'all let me know how the audio is doing tonight. My awesome little cousin brought me this great little freestand mic until I get my new setup set up. So um, y'all let me know how it's going. Let me know how it does. Um, listen, I, you know, I think we're going to talk a lot about to, to a lot of stuff tonight because I got so much on my heart, so much on my mind. And I don't even know where to start, honestly. So, hey, if you're here and y'all want to do like, ask any questions, throw in any topics, man, let's just go off the cuff. I, I, I leave myself open each week for um, whatever like comes through me through my own healing. And I've just been going through so much that I'm just coming into some resonance with some stuff. And so you know, there's so much, there's so much that we can talk about right now. One of the main focuses that I've been focused on in my own recovery journey and getting to talk to a newcomer, which I haven't really gotten to do in quite a while, getting to do that over this past week, it's really brought me into some places of um, like suffering, you know, like, like what has been what keeps me suffering. And what I've really, really found over and over again is that suffering for me and I and across the board, suffering is a resistance to what is. So how can we turn suffering into victory? How can we take suffering out of the equation and really move through it in healing? Because allowance has a lot to do with that. So I, we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. If y'all have anything you want to talk about, put, put it in the comments. What's up, Pamela? What's up, Sarah Jane? Y'all, I'm so excited super excited. I finally got Pamela's new book, uh, Behind the Mask, Gloves and Scrubs, uh, One Nurse's Journey. I'm so excited. I'm getting into this. I love Pamela. She's got her new book is available on Amazon. Let me get my banner up. I've got too many things going tonight, trying to do too, too, too many things at once. And at the same link, you can still buy Pamela's first book, her memoir, I Didn't Come This Far to Only Come This Far. Amazing inspiration in our community. Amazing inspiration to me. She talks a lot about her experience with, you know, with addiction. And, and, and I think that it's valuable. So if you are a family member, even, that has someone in your family going through addiction recovery, great book great books to get. Pamela also worked in the addiction field as a nurse and just share so much about it. So get these two books at amazon.com forward slash Pamela Topgen. Also, my good friend, our brother, Martin John, has his um, version of the Tao Te Ching that is coming out. I'm currently waiting for it in the mail. I'm super excited about it. In the meantime, if you want to check that out or the Recover Yourself pro uh, podcast, you can go to martinjohn.com. And if you want to get some awesome Sober is the New Cool gear, you can go to Sober is the new cool.ca. We all love Kim Bellis. We all love Sober is the New Cool. And I love all of you. So let's just get into tonight's healing messages for the week. Let's dive into some healing. Let's talk about some recovery and let's love on one another, doggone it. Let's go.
welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all know I'm doing these shorter messages while I'm in between in hiatus from uh, Recovery Soul Food Podcast right now, just to stay connected to you all, to the energy, to the community, to stay connected to my own passion, giving these shorter versions of messages that can just help through the week, through your recovery and through your healing journey. I am telling you, just celebrated five years in New Zealand. That's Sarah Jane. Big stuff happens in year five. I mean, there's so much. It's just like this constant evolution of healing when you're walking in that space. You know, I, I really, really have been diving into myself from like 2023. I'm finding myself in places that are very uncomfortable emotionally and mentally. And as much experience as I have in this, through this healing journey, not even just my recovery journey, but my recovery journey is a healing journey. It's not just to count days, clean and sober, learn new coping mechanisms, but because coping is more about giving in to your life, your circumstances, your experience versus healing through it. Because my goal to heal through this thing, man, I didn't start this recovery to just always be looking over my shoulder for relapse. It wasn't going to happen for me, man. I can't do it that way. And so I, I dedicated myself to going through down to the roots of what it was that kept me always escaping my own life, my inability to regulate and be with my emotions and be with my past and be with my experiences, you know, and and in in today's world, we've got a very short, we've got some things that are very dangerous out here in the world right now. And 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 I, I've talked a lot lately about mental health and emotional wealth TikTok and, and Instagram. One to three minutes about very complex issues, very complex ideas. You know, we're hearing a lot about manifestation and law of attraction. And, and you know, even with, it can be misconstrued with, with my own tagline that I invented, you know, getting up from your give up and creating a life that you love. It can, it can fall into those same categories. But what we don't understand in a one to three minute video is that there is a lot of in-between and a lot of growth that happens from the asking or the vision and the actual manifestation. And it's that in-between time that can get really, really scary. And this past week, I've got, I got to actually sit and look into the eyes of a newcomer. And I saw that fear, that identity crisis, that I don't even know who I'm going to be without this identity of addict that I have truly adopted and come to walk in quite efficiently in ways, you know, and it's, and, and we know that it's what we believe about ourselves, what we believe we deserve, who we believe we are, that really dicta dictates our experience of life. Because life is actually neither, Life is not actually negative or positive. It all really becomes into the the perceptions and the things that we have about it. Like 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 death is not a positive situation. It's in its 
and it's really in its in its purest form it's not a negative situation it is just what happens but when we are attached to someone let's say someone that we lose someone that overdoses whatever it is someone that we're attached to someone that has addiction when when we are attached to that person then we have an experience that can feel and has the ability to be labeled negative but really it's it's feeling it's feeling it's 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 emotion it's it's human and we have to understand that in a 1 to 3 minute world of advice and very lightly covering topics like the law of attraction and all the different things like that lightly covering healthy relationships like how do you explain a healthy relationship in 1 to 3 minutes you can't you just can't. You can give people ideas, but without those extra building blocks, they can become disappointments and they can they can lead to a lot of spiritual bypassing. They can lead to a lot of jumping around the healing and trying to avoid triggers. You know, triggers are our best friend. In this recovery journey, the honest truth is triggers are our best friend because triggers are the quickest ways to highlight something within that is still asking to be seen. And, and, and many times your work is only to see it, is only to acknowledge it because it cannot hold power over you. It's like if you're afraid of the monster in the closet, the moment that you open the door and turn the light on in the closet, that monster no longer holds the power of the fear. And as long as we avoid triggers, especially in a recovery uh, a, a journey, we avoid truly finding freedom. And in looking in the eyes of this newcomer, I saw all of these things happening all in this person's mind and body at once. You know, I could tell they were sick. I could tell that they were at a place of desperation because they're signing up for this program. And you can even look, I could look into the eyes of someone, of this person and this human and see that they had been through this before. And so while I don't normally get the opportunity to meet with a lot of newcomers like that, um, I was really, really grateful to be able to get to see that and be reminded of that desperation. And I can feel in a lot of areas of my life right now that I'm feeling that same type of desperation, not in the same situation, but that type of desperation that says, I can't go on suffering like this. So let me take apart the suffering. Let me look at, let me turn the light on, open the closet on the monster, and let me look at that in which is being triggered or this suffering. I've learned a lot about, you know, suffering in, in, in itself, because that was my biggest goal coming into recovery was, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to suffer just to be suffering anymore. My entire life was built upon suffering for suffering's sake. I wanted to know why I was born different. I wanted to know why I had to go through so much abuse. I wanted to know why I felt so neglected. I wanted to, all those things I felt like I needed to understand in order to have any type of forgiveness or any type of healing around it. And so for the longest time, I could not I could not break free of the chains of 
my own past, my own feelings of my own past. And so when I came into recovery, I was just sick and tired of suffering from the time I opened my eyes until the time I finally got to sleep or just got to pass out or not out, you know, or knock myself out. That was mostly what my life was spent around doing is just knocking myself out so that I didn't have to be me for a little while. And so what I'm learning, honestly, about the asset of noticing suffering in our lives is that suffering leads us to acknowledge that there is something we want different. And it's and if we continue down in, into a line of suffering, it means that we just pay attention to what the what we wish it would be, but we never actually take steps towards moving in that direction. And that is what creates this constant suffering in our lives in many areas. That's why I say the recovery community is one of the biggest mass healing type of movements and important in our society, in our world right now, more than you even honestly realize, probably even more than I realize, because this is our recovery program. Without working through these, this, these, this healing, this stuff, we're always in the grips of addiction. It may be giving us a stay of execution, but we're always within its grips if we never actually go to the root of it. If we never go to the roots of how we operate in this world, because it's not just about picking up. It's not just about taking the drink. It's not just about using something else drove you to a place where you feel like it was better to escape put poison in our bodies than it was to, to, to go through it or stay moving through it in that way, whatever it is. Even if we were prescribed them by a doctor and ended up getting addicted after taking them like that. I mean, whatever it is, because it doesn't catch and capture everybody. So number one, you're special. You're special. You may not feel special. You may sound, think that sounds like bullshit, but you're special because for whatever reason, you signed up to go through this healing journey. And addiction led you to break that open. And see, we got the door kicked open because addiction leaves nothing in its wake but destruction. So by the time you wash up on the shores of recovery, you are beat down, broken, and tired. And that's when we become willing to, willing to accept the things we cannot change. And that also is the moment that we take control of the courage to change the things that we can. We begin to open up and, and be willing to look at what we can change. But by the time we wash up on that shore, we're desperate. We're desperate. So this has to become our life. This is a life or death lifestyle for us. And it really seems like it's hard because it seems like we're always having to heal through something or go through something. But that is all in the way 
that we perceive the suffering about it. Because if we look at it as a negative thing versus a necessary path to get from the place that we are ready to change to the place that we visualize in our mind that we we intend to get to in our hearts, there's a big gap. There's a big gap in between there, and it's filled with growth. And you know what growth translates to? Uncomfortable. And we can't grow and be comfortable at the same time because comfort does not breed necessity for change. We feel safe in comfort, but it does not really benefit us. And so... If we're able to then come to a place of acceptance, which is what's step one, you know, it's basically that step one. We come to a place of acceptance of, okay, this is what I'm going through right now. How can I grow through it? What does, what is it calling me to see within me that is going to help me become the person that I envision to be? You know, and as you grow in recovery, that person that you envision actually morphs and changes many, many times because you'll reach certain places like five years, my friend, Sarah Jane, like you reach certain places at five years where all basically you're the person that you had first visualized. And now you become, you create a new vision because you've now accomplished this amazing thing. And so now new things come up in year five and we start working new lessons and we start growing to new spaces. And so I guess if anything, I would urge you, if you feel like you're suffering in your life or you feel like, you know, this whole healing journey is just too hard and it seems like it's never ending. Look into where you are, because suffering is resisting. Look into where you are resisting what is and what is showing up for you. You know, your reality will mirror what is within you that is within. I mean, it just it, it, it mirrors back to you what your core beliefs are, what your core operating systems are. It mirrors that back to you. And so if you're confused, I guess, about where to start or what to begin to heal, look at common themes that come up for you a lot. Common situations, you know, common actions, common. What are what is the theme that runs through your life? And then you can find the belief system that surrounds that and you can find where maybe that even began. And as you do that, you're pulling that weed from the root. And I do want you to be careful in this one to three minute world when they're talking about complex, complex parts of the of the spiritual community, like the law of attraction and like manifestation and like visualizing and all of those things, because it's very engaging and it hits a place of dopamine within us. And it's also very good information, but there is so much that is left out of that you cannot explain in one to three minutes. There's so much that's left out of it that we can get into a very toxic situation by gauging our perception of normal and healthy on mental health 
and spiritual TikTok, YouTube, Instagram reels. You know, I always try to partake in long form content because so much reveals itself as long term content, you know, happens. And when you talk about complex things like this, because I'm watching people suffer, people are spiritually bypassing so much stuff by just positive thinking. And positive thinking is not what's going to take you to the place of owning and uh, of owning suffering, uh, of learning to allow what is happening as a tool of growth versus a constant barrage of, you know, more life circumstances or more trouble or more whatever it is. I have, I have a belief about myself and money, money as an energy, money as a, sh a sign of enoughness, money as, you know, feeling like, am I enough to ask for this price and the suffering of that that brings my attention to that is the fact that I may be broke and I may be struggling to figure out, oh my gosh, you know, how am I going to pay this payment and, and constantly spending energy and time and worry versus recognizing and, 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 and no affirmation. And I'm not saying affirmations aren't aren't good. I'm not saying uh, affirmations aren't helpful. They are when you're trying to recreate a belief system about yourself. But what I can tell you is when you do the work of beginning to recognize what the real root of it is. And sometimes, like I said, all you got to do is see it. All you got to do is follow it within yourself and see it. And it has a way of of moving, you know, out of your, you know, your whole perception can change. It has a way of becoming. As you lighten your load of suffering, you open yourself up to now experience a whole, something new, a whole new way of being. And, you know, it, I, we just have to be careful. Use what resonates with you. And when you are hearing about complex ideas and practices that you put into practice in your life, but you don't feel like you receive what you're supposed to and you're tempted to say, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, this is it. whatever. All that stuff. When you're tempted to do that, I urge you to study these concepts a little bit deeper and keep going where you're led. Because if you ask a question like this morning, I asked a question because social media can be used for, for amazingness. It really can. There are platforms out here that are so full of information and so full of beautiful healing because we can't all, you know, everybody, especially in the recovery community, can't all afford to hire someone to coach them or mentor them into these deeper healing realms. And so we can utilize some very good platforms. And if anyone, you know, I'm happy to 
always let you know which ones I watch and the people that I've grown to trust and the people that that I have that I utilize on social media. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about right there, but it's just, I'm just saying it's dangerous. Don't give up on those things. Go looking deeper into complex situations like the law of attraction. Please study it deeper before you just use it to manifest more stuff or you end up because it works both ways. Like I just said, it's neither positive or negative, but your dominant vibration, your dominant belief is what is what's going to come back to you. So a lot of times when you're trying to manifest the rent money and at the same time you're scared to death not to have the rent money, the energy, the emotion is more connected to the fear of not having enough or, or not paying the rent. And a lot of times that's what will show up versus you magically manifesting the money overnight. And so I just want you to be careful that you're not building your sense of normal and healthy based upon do the practices that are in these one to three minute reels and videos, do they work? And so research, give yourself that and, and just know that as hard as it may seem, if you can get to a place, like I said, of allowance of like, okay, I've asked for this because again, this morning I asked why am I so angry lately? Why am I, you know, like, why am I feeling this type of anger again? And about a, a couple hours later, I opened my phone. One of my favorite creators is on YouTube and it talks about the, uh, the link between anger and, oh man, I, I don't even remember the link between anger and self-loyalty. And it was like, boom, the light went off. That's exactly why I'm so angry lately. Because I have been in avoidance of conflict for so long. For many different reasons, I've been in avoidance of conflict for so long that now my not being loyal to myself, feeling like I'm not doing or saying or, or leading in a way that seems in a in alignment with my own self is making me angry. That's a concept that lives way under the surface, but it's what I'm, I guess what I'm saying to you is when you open up and you ask those bigger questions with an earnest heart, things show up to answer that in your life. You just have to be open to receive those things. You just have to be open. And, and there's, there's not a lot of doing to that. Most of that is asking from earnest and then being open to receive what shows up then and, and doing your, doing the work so that you judge it bad less and less. Cause I'm not talking about like big things like death and all of that stuff. I don't really like to talk about that in these realms because you know, that's a complex subject, but a lot of times you think that you'll say a prayer and, and bad circumstances show up. Well, a lot of times that is because you've opened yourself up to this, this prayer and this is the path to it. It just doesn't resemble the path that you had in your mind. And so I urge you 
Don't suffer through it. Look at it through the lens of acceptance and know that it is growing you if you go through it. Open the door on the monster of your triggers and flip on the lights. Stare them in the face where you feel safe to do so. I don't suggest this in day one and, you know, all of that. But in year five, my friend, in year five, my friend, flip the light on those triggers. Stare them in the face. And all, oftentimes, that will be about the work that you have to do on it. Because when you stare them and you throw the light on them and you see them, they're not so scary anymore and they don't have a hold of you. And that's one less, that's, the, you know, that's one less thing that can keep that, that helps you just continue to outrun that relapse until you heal that and you're not in the chains of addiction, you know, because a lot of times addiction will just give you a reprieve, just give you a little break from it. But relapse is always right there waiting for you. So don't don't avoid being uncomfortable. Grow through it. Don't just go through it. Let me see. What's up? Alexis is here. Hey, Brandy. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Billy. Nice to see everybody. Janet. Way to see Janet. Pamela, Sarah. Hey, if I don't see you, uh, your, your, your comment, please know that StreamYard only shows me so many and I do my best to try to go back and see all the comments. We're live on like six, seven platforms right now. So you may be leaving a comment on any one of those and I do my best. Um, and also know that the audio version of audio from this tonight will be uploaded onto Spotify tonight and Apple iTunes tomorrow. And if you will, if you enjoy the content, I don't do any kind of ads. I don't do a whole lot of shares. Um, I just put this stuff out here. So if it resonates with you and you have a few friends, you know, two friends that you can share it with and think they might find resonance in it. I thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button, subscribe, like it on Facebook. Thank y'all everywhere. And thank y'all so much for commenting and, and being engaged in here. I love that. Don't use TikToks. I wind up scrolling the reels sometimes on Facebook and see them though. Mostly consist of animal funnies. Yeah. Like, see, it's so positive. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's polarized, you know, there's both good and bad. I'm just seeing people right now gets get their 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 context of what normal and healthy is and 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 building this picture in their mind because it allows them to a lot of times bypass the current real shakeups they're being put through you know big things are changing in their lives and they're trying to define normal and healthy via these very quick, you know, small snippets of advice from people. And of course, everybody's cashing in on this new movement. And so what that does is just flood the flood the market and flood the platforms with more people that are just out there to give you, give people, all of us, a watered down message with an agenda to sell something on the back end. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that spiritual teachers and, and all of that should not make 
their money. But I think that becomes where that's where you come in and, and where your discernment begins to start getting activated. But some people are even far away from discernment. They're just looking for the dopamine hit to feel better. And we live in a society right now that is push button feel better. So where a lot of us, especially us old timers, had to go out and, you know, do the stuff to get the stuff to feel better. The most of the people in our society are addicted to dopamine in these one to three minute. Aha, this is what it is. This is what will make me happy that they don't realize it. And we are a society that's addicted to dopamine hits. And all of those things give us that. If we think we can fix the problem and it seems like there's a quick fix, that's not healing. That's more of a bypassing situation. And we're all looking for answers because that's the human being in us. We look for answers. That's the way our brains are made to process. So we want to look for the quick fix. The disappointment and the suffering comes in is when the quick fix doesn't work. So you have to keep getting another quick fix. And so you start looking at healthy relationship TikTok and you start looking at, you know, toxic masculinity TikTok and you start looking at, you know, divine feminine TikTok. And so we begin to feed ourselves with very bland food that could be so much more rich. So I'll always be here for long form content. I think there's so much. Um, I want to see what Alexa, I used to spend far too much time on socials and expose myself to a lot of things. I wish I didn't I hear what you're saying. Good to have discernment when opening yourself up too much. Yes, because it is inundated. You can't even really get away from it anymore. You know, it, 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 it's just, you're just inundated with it. And so it is really hard, but it it can be, there's, this is a, a great example of what we were even talking about tonight. It can, we can begin to kind of look at it as the exercising the discernment. You know, a lot of times we have to, because I, in the beginning, I contribute a lot of bland, positive thinking, motivational um, stuff for the beginning of my awakening process. And I'm grateful for it because it opened the door to so much, but I had to go through a lot of disappointment. This is why I talked to you guys about it in such certainty, because I did it. I went through so much disappointment buying programs, trying to go through it quickly because I only saw what I deemed as negative circumstances as suffering. I, I, there was, there's a tendency with this quick bypassing, you know, real stuff. There's a, a tendency to, to want to get it, you know, like quickly. And when you get there, it, it's, it's disappointing. There was no course There was no frequency. There was no hypnosis. There was no vibration. There was no one quick fix that could take me through, obviously, what I signed up to do in this, in this life journey, you know, because I, I do. Oh yeah. Because I, 
I do, you know, I'm of the belief that we're each on a divine path. And I, I also think that in a lot of the motivation, it can skew us towards thinking that our divine purpose is to do something great and help humanity. And I think that's the difference between purpose and passion, because I think purpose is you come from a long ancestral line of human beings. And there are these cycles that have repeated themselves through those lines. And I think that each generation comes to either, you know, do some positive healing in that aspect, because everything that you heal within yourself, you're healing within your ancestral line backwards and forwards. So you're healing that. And I think that that's more of us working to come into alignment with who we are at a, at a divine core and whatever that best version of ourselves is that we accomplish is more of our purpose. And then our passion is what we give the experience of that purpose to, I believe. So if like, this is my passion, then great you know because it, it it aligns with that purpose and so anyway that even makes sense i struggle with emotional regulation still it's been a long journey it, that whole emotional hey what's up rachel what's up rachel rachel said she's about had enough of all this good night well good night rachel hope you're well <laughs> man i love it when 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 it feels like it aggravates you, it's, it's getting at you. It's getting at you. But emotional regulation is, is still a part of my whole journey too. It's, it's hard to regulate. I think that that was a big part of my addiction journey was not being able to regulate my emotions, not knowing how to go through something and, and not getting so overwhelmed so quickly. So, you know, that whole regulation is a trip. It is a trip learning about your nervous system and the body keeps the score is a great book and there's a workbook out that you can get to go with it too. So for anybody, I think all of us in addiction are, are in some way, shape or form working on emotional regulation, learning how to, to go through it, you know, and grow through it. Pamela says she deleted her TikTok. It was causing more anxiety than anything positive for me. Yeah. So much, man. So much. So much because there's so much you can get involved in. And again, dopamine hit. What what president you gonna vote for? What's this gonna be? And what's that gonna be? And and you know, what oppressed people are standing up for rights and stuff today and what chaos is going on. It's so I mean, it, it, it it's enough to just it's enough to take you away from what's really true. It's enough to take you away from what's really true for you. And it's a quick fix. It's a quick escape. And so, yeah. Uh, all right. This has been fun. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you guys. You know, I appreciate you uh, more than you can ever know. Thanks for letting me sit here and do this. I think for real this time. I think for real this time. Tomorrow night at 6.30 uh, p.m., no, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 Central. 
we're going to go live on Recovery Revolution live with my favorite gang of misfits, the whole team, Brett, JR, Ashley, and Jason. We're going to get to sit and talk with them again. So y'all join us for that. We'll probably be here live either on my YouTube or on my Facebook page as well. I like to add it over there so nobody misses it. Love sitting down with them. And, um, and yeah, and I'm looking forward to getting my other podcast. Shout out to my, my other brother in this recovery journey and healing journey in life, Eric McCoy, you know, doing some walk a mile in my shoes with him. It's been so funny kind of watching what, how that show has evolved and how, and how I've moved through so many triggers you know, in doing that show and have to do so much work, you know, a lot of times around being triggered in that show. It's, it's so neat. So if y'all don't know about that, it's called walk a mile in my shoes and you can find that um, on YouTube as well on Spotify, iTunes and highwhileclean.com. You can find every episode there. So I thank y'all so much. I appreciate all your support. I love you guys. I want you to have the best amazing week possible And um, just know that I love you and I'm in all this with you. So y'all have a great night and I will see you next time. Thank you.